Oh, yeah. Everybody say, it's not over. My best days, they're straight ahead. Say, in Christ, I overcome. In Christ, I can do all things. In Christ, I have no fear. In Christ, I'm full of faith, full of power, full of love. Amen. I uh, got some stories for you this morning. And um, as I was getting ready this morning, uh, had this disturbing thought that uh, most of you have heard uh, this particular uh, testimony. But uh, I feel uh, that this is a word from the Lord for us uh, this morning. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, but um, continue to face situations and circumstances that look impossible. And um, I shared in the uh, first and second services uh, about my older brother. He's about 12 years older than I am. And uh, like I said, grew up in a Christian home, and uh, we'd gone to church our whole life. But my brother, for whatever reason, um, just never had a heart for the things of God. And uh, early on, he decided he didn't want to serve God. And uh, so he just kind of uh, started going his own track in life. And... Uh, Started doing really bad stuff, like smoking at 12 years of age. But um, <clears throat> Pastor Bill used to say that smoking won't send you to hell. You'll just smell like you've been there, right? <laughs> Don't be offended. God loves us. No, but uh, so, you know, he, he started, um, you know, just going on his own track in life and, 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 and just never really had a heart to pursue the things of God. And... And for whatever reason, I just always had a burden. I think it was a supernatural burden that God put in my heart to pray for him. And uh, we were never extremely close uh, over the years, but I always had looked up to him because he was my older brother. He's very talented, gifted, creative, uh, very caring person. And um, so in 1988, I, uh, I began praying uh, for my brother and um, got my son's fishing pole here. But uh, I wanted to share a uh, prayer that I, uh, I literally, this is the Bible I was using at the time, and I cut out this prayer and put it in here, and I think I got it from the book, uh, Prayers That Avail Much, but it says, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in prayer and in faith believing. It is written in your word that Jesus came to save the lost. You wish that all men to be saved and to know your divine truth. Therefore, Father, I bring Greg before you this day. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus, and I loose you from the activities in Greg's life. And, uh, and the prayer goes on. But I uh, began praying for him in uh, 1988. And um, I don't know if, if you're like us, but we just continue to face circumstances and situations in our life where we need to see God move on our behalf. And uh, I believe that the word of the Lord for us this morning is that there is nothing that's impossible with God. Amen? Whatever circumstance or situation you may be facing in life, maybe you're praying for someone and you're standing for them and they're seeing the results in their life of, you know, just pursuing the things of the world like we've all seen those results in the past. Not good, right? Maybe you're standing and believing for some people. Maybe it's a situation in your finances where there seems to be more going out than coming in. Maybe it's a situation in, uh, in relationships in your family or a situation at work or whatever it may be. We serve an awesome God, and he's for us. He's not against us. Amen? 
And there is nothing that's impossible with him. And I want to encourage you this morning. This is my brother on the end of this, uh, end of this fishing pole. But um, uh, Kenneth Hagin uh, read several of his books. And, and uh, years ago, one book that, or the, one thing he said that really stood out to me, he said, you know, we pray that first time. And then from that point forward, we really don't need to pray anymore. We just thank God that he's heard our prayer. Amen. We just thank him. And so in 1988, when I prayed that prayer for the first time, oh, man, I'm getting good at this. I'm going to tell you what. Pastor John, I can keep coming to church and skip fishing. I got it down, buddy. No. First service, it wasn't so good. We took out liability insurance for the people in the front row. But, um, hey, prayed that prayer for the first time. Amen. And when we pray in faith, according to God's word, and with a heart full of faith, that prayer goes out and it launches a hold of the thing that we've prayed for. Be it whatever circumstance or situation that you need to see a breakthrough, when we pray, it grabs a hold of that thing. Amen? And then it might be later that day. Maybe it's the next day. Maybe it's the next week. And when we thank God for that thing, standing on that original prayer, God begins moving that thing closer to us. Amen? He begins bringing that thing to pass. <clears throat> Last uh, Tuesday... Stay out there now. Last Tuesday was our 20th anniversary. And uh, so we went to uh, our favorite uh, restaurant. You're supposed to cheer when I say 20th anniversary. You're supposed to say, woo! Yeah, there you go. Uh, she survived. No. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. It was our 20th anniversary. And so we went to uh, the Bistro 501 downtown, our favorite restaurant. Man, if you want to eat a filet that you can eat with a spoon, woo! bistro baby it is amazing right so uh we ordered a filet right got my spoon ready <clears throat> and uh ordered it medium oh so good and uh from the moment we ordered it you know it never crossed our mind that we weren't going to get the steak right server came back and, and and said you know can i help you with anything else and refill our water said no thank you amen we know they're working on it right it's being prepared we've already asked for it in essence, we ask for it in faith, trusting that it's coming. Amen? And then we just relax, enjoy the evening, sip some water, look in her beautiful blue eyes, and just, you know, here comes the steak. Amen? It's the same with our lives, whatever situation or circumstance that we're facing. Amen? Once we've prayed, you know, then we just thank the Lord, man. And every time we thank Him, it gets closer. We may not see anything happening in the natural but there is something happening when we pray in faith and we stand and we believe on the word of God. God is moving. Everybody say nothing, nothing. is impossible with God. Be encouraged today. This is the word of the Lord for us. If you're facing a difficult situation, God is on our side and he is moving on our behalf. Amen. And so the next day, man, we just, we pray and it gets closer. Here comes my brother. Amen. Here comes my, oh, it's getting closer. Amen. We thank you, Lord. You move on his behalf. We thank you, Father, you touch his heart, that his heart is open to you, that you just continue to move in his life. About a year ago, um, actually about seven years ago, we got involved in a, a business partnership um, with, a, uh, with a friend of mine, and, uh, and then after a few years, uh, I felt like the Lord um, uh, told me to get out of that partnership, and so uh, we came to an agreement uh, we signed a document uh, that my partner would be responsible for all the liabilities of the partnership 
and we would be completely released of all liability and um, sign the document. He bought us out of that partnership, and about two years later, things didn't go well with, uh, with that project. And uh, got a package in the mail at work and uh, from a local attorney's office. Friend of mine, I thought. <laughs> but uh, we got a package, right? And uh, we were being sued. Uh, it was part of that project. Uh, sued for $600,000. And uh, we only had $599,000 in the bank, John. So um, we had to stand for it. No. Didn't have didn't have it. Amen. And, and so it was a situation that was bigger than us. This was about a year ago. So if you've been to first or second service and you've seen me worshiping on the front row, that's why I'm worshiping so fervently, right? Uh, we can laugh about it now because, um, you know, from the time we got that, that paperwork, uh, we, we felt that it was unjust, that, that we didn't feel it was God's will that this was happening to us. And so we prayed and we believed God that he would deliver us from the situation. And just over three weeks ago, we got documentation that we were completely and totally released of the situation. Amen. Give the Lord a hand if you would. And so we just thanked the Lord, got that package. So oh, thank you, Lord. You take care of it. <laughs> Amen. Prayed for my brother from uh, 1988. <clears throat> and... Uh, March 15th of uh, 2002, it was a Friday, and uh, my brother called me, and uh, he knew I had been in banking, you know, for about 20 years in Lafayette, and uh, well, at that time, it wasn't that long. It was uh, 11 years at that time, so he called me, and, and uh, he had a situation going on in his, in his business where he had, his expenses were more than his income, his liabilities were more than his assets, and you can survive that way for a while, but not long term. And, uh, and so he asked me if I would come meet with him at his shop up in Rochester and um, just, you know, maybe look at his financial statements. And maybe because I'd been in, he had been getting pressure from his, from his local banker and uh, putting pressure on him. And so he thought maybe we could look at his uh, statements and then we could come up with a situation to find a pathway out, uh, maybe with a, a refinance of, of everything or whatever it may be, right? some solution to what he was going through. And, uh, and so <clears throat> I said, great. So we agreed to meet the next day on a Saturday. And so that night, uh, on that Friday night, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night. And this doesn't happen often, right? But this is one of those benchmark things, man, where God moved. He woke me up in the middle of the night and uh, had a legal pad of paper, a yellow legal pad. And uh, I felt like God spoke to me and not in an audible boy, a voice, but I felt like he spoke to me in my heart, and I wrote it down, and, and uh, said, I'm going to do tomorrow what you have been believing for, for your brother. And I uh, felt like the Lord showed me to share Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, verse 1 with him. And, um, you know, my brother had smoked his whole life, and uh, this is not a, a condemning message about smoking, but uh, it's part of the testimony. Because he had tried several times to quit over the years, certainly didn't, you know, didn't want to keep smoking, but he was certainly addicted and was not able to get free of it. And uh, so when I got to his shop on uh, that Saturday morning, uh, I'll never forget, I walked in, he was smoking a cigarette, had it hanging off right here, it was an art form for him, you know, he smoked three, four packs a day heavily for 
30 some years. And um, we, uh, we sat down at his uh, desk and uh, looked at his financial statements and we were going over them and um, probably 30 minutes. And uh, it became evident that there in the natural, there probably was no way out, you know, in terms of where he was at uh, in that situation. And uh, so I shared with him, I said, man, you're going to think I'm crazy, big brother. Because I had never really shared my faith with him before. We had never talked about the things of God, you know. It wasn't like something we talked about openly in our relationship. And, uh, and, and, I, and, and he wasn't close to God at all at the time. And I, and I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, man. But I said, God woke me up in the middle of the night last night. And I feel like he wants me to share the scripture with you. And, um, you know, I, uh, that was one of those moments where, you know, on the way there, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but um, I wished I had Pastor Pam with me, right? Because um, it's like, that's where the power is, right? It's like little power pack fireball, my goodness, right? I had this person ask me, say, well, what do you think about women preachers, right? And what do you think about getting prayed for and falling out in the spirit and all, all that kind of weird stuff, right? We do, right? I said, well, this is all I know. I went to a service one Sunday morning. Uh, we had only been coming to victory for a short period. Pastor Pam preached. She had an altar call. I had darkness in my life. I had addictions in my life. She put her hand on my forehead, her other hand on my chest. I started, started shaking and trembling. I don't know if I fell, crumbled, whatever, but I was on the floor, floor for a long time. And she prayed for me, and I was completely set free, and I've never been the same since. Amen? That's why I think of women preachers, right? So, um, Amen. Are you like me, like you see her and you know that she just knows what you got going on in your life, huh? <laughs> right? It's like, oh, there's Pastor Pam. She's going, no. right? Whew. Wow. Awesome. So on the way, I was like, man, I need Pastor Pam with me because my brother needs, hey, we need some business here, right? I mean, something needs to happen. I need Pastor like all these years I had prayed for him, here's what I envisioned, man. I, am, I said, Lord, pray laborers across my brother's path. Send someone to minister to him to lead him to you, Father. And I commanded laborers across his path. Well, it was me. <laughs> Amen. I never pictured it would be me, right? So that morning, um, he held my Bible. And I actually said, um, would you read it? And uh, he's a big guy and uh, held my Bible. And uh, he started reading in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 1. And, and he read it, and it said, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey. And he got to the word obey, and he started trembling and shaking and crying. And the power of God showed up that morning, and I put my right hand on his chest, my left hand on his back, and I prayed in the spirit for him. I prayed for him. God's power showed up. That's the last cigarette he ever smoked. Completely delivered of it. His life got turned around. He, uh, he joined the praise band at his church, local church, started going, took his family. It was awesome uh, what God did. Amen. He didn't, he didn't uh, you can give the Lord a hand. Amen. And he didn't live a perfect life, you know, from that moment forward. But me and Pastor John have. <laughs> no, we haven't. 
I got this email from his daughter, Lene, uh, like three or four days. Actually, this would have been March 19th, so I went there on March 16th. So three days after uh, that Saturday morning, and Lene said, Uncle Dan, wow, cool, thanks. Guess what? She's like, I don't know, 13 or 14 at the time. She said, guess what? Question mark, exclamation point. My dad, dot, 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 four days, no smoking, and a newly bought book of daily prayers and a calmness like never before. There's no tension here at home, and he and I are civil, and I can hug him. Dan, this is awesome, and we all know that it is God answering our prayers. Wow, amazing and mysterious are his ways, but those ways can stay that way. It's totally fine with me. By the way, all the packs of cigs and the ashtrays are in the trash. Now they're in the landfill. I'm so happy for him. I could explode. I'll call you about this next week, March 19th, 2002. Amen. God is good. Hey, whatever situation or circumstance that you're facing right now, amen, hey, we just came through this suit situation. We had to stand for over 11 months and just thank God that he would deliver us from that situation and that his perfect will would come to pass. We threw it out and then we just thanked the Lord that he would move, right? Well, like a month ago, you know, because I think sometimes maybe we think, hey, man, I'm just believing God for that breakthrough and then it's going to be on the beach, easy street. Yeah. No, I think if you and I are going to accomplish what God has for us to accomplish and be the people, break through people that he's called us to be in life and fulfill his call and his mission in our life, that we're going to continue to face impossible situations. We're going to continue to face difficult things and adversity in life. Thank God for James. Chapter 1, consider it pure joy when you face adversity in life. Amen? Knowing that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. At the end of that verse, it says you'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing after you've gone through these things. And it'll be a testimony. I didn't know in in 1988 when I started, uh, I was just a kid at the time. I didn't know that we'd be sharing this 21 years later. Amen? God will use the things that we go through to encourage other people. Amen? He'll use it. It'll become the testimony in our life. I just want to encourage you that if we're facing situations, circumstances, you're praying, believing, standing for people, looks impossible. Everybody say nothing Nothing. is impossible impossible. with God. We just got a a call about a month ago, uh, three weeks ago, that um, our brother-in-law, Bill, Kelly's sister's husband, uh, he's young, 43, just diagnosed with stage four cancer. Uh, they say it's in his lip nodes and his organs, and his bone marrow, all this kind of garbage, right? And so he's got five kids, youngest age 13. We're believing for a miracle now, amen? Bill's a great guy. Someone said, well, God could give us the ultimate healing. No, he needs to live. He's got little kids, amen? And so we need to see, uh, uh, we need to see a miracle. And so what we've done, we've thrown this out, man. We've thrown it out. We've said, thank you, Father, for your awesome healing power in Bill's life. In Jesus' name. And now we're going to reel it in, amen? I got a call yesterday. Man, we just got out of this crazy suit situation. I got, and, and so I had this uh, other situation with a property that we own that, that we know we needed to take care of and been working on it, but I had to get the suit thing out of the way. That got out of the way. Now we're uh, trusting the Lord for this other situation. Just got a call from uh, my friend last night and whew, kind of a shocking call that, that now the deadline's quicker than I thought it was. And, and, and whew, amen. We got to keep standing. Amen. 
We're going to continue to face difficult situations and circumstances in our life. We're going to continue to face things that look impossible, but God will use those things in our life to mold us and shape us and develop us and mature us and complete us so that we can be the people he's called us to be. Amen? Amen. I want to uh, give you three keys this morning to... uh, You know, first service, I got through two of six pages. Second service, I got through one of six pages. Just evidently the past four pages are going in the shredder. Uh, Three keys um, to uh, seeing God do the impossible in your life and in my life. And I believe the first key this morning is uh, that you and I see ourselves how God sees us. That we don't see ourselves through uh, the lens of our past mistakes. That we don't see ourselves through the perceived uh, weaknesses of our family or the perceived uh, how society perceives us or says we can't do this or can't do that because of whatever in our life. And uh, the book of Judges chapter... uh, Six is a story of Gideon that we're all familiar with, but it's an amazing story, and um, it'll drive home the point of how important it is that that in order for you and I to see God do the impossible in our life, we've got to see ourselves the way that God sees us. Amen? At this time in history, uh, the Midianites kept messing with the children of Israel, and children of Israel would plant their crops, and the Midianites would come out and like mess up the crops for no reason, and they were just messing with them, right? And so it was a very, uh, everyone was uh, stressed out and uh, it was a distressed situation going on. And, and if that's bad grammar, good grammar, I don't know. But Judges chapter 6, verse 6, says, Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And in verse 11, we see this young man come on the scene, Gideon, says, the angel of the Lord came and he sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. Gideon uh, was just out. He was working during the day, <clears throat> just doing his thing with all types of stress going on around him. Verse 12 said, The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, and he said to him, The Lord is with you. You mighty man of valor. Everybody say the Lord. Lord. He's with me. Amen. The angel of the Lord showed up, and the first thing he says to this young man, he says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon responded to the Lord. Listen to this statement. He said, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about? saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord, he's telling this to the Lord. I don't know if you've ever described your situation or circumstance to the Lord. But that's what Gideon was doing, right? He was just describing everything that was going on around him. He said, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. 
Then the Lord turned to Gideon and he said, go in this might of yours. Man, two direct very statements from the Lord. It's awesome. First thing God says to this young man, he says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And the second thing the Lord says, he says, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Now listen to what Gideon says to that. So Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. You know, when I used to read that, I would think, wow, look what God did. He took a guy that was the weakest in his family from the whatever weak means, you know, from the weakest family in the region. God turned it around and used him in a powerful way. Look what God can do. That's the way I used to read that. But now I think accurate reading of this is Gideon had a wrong perception of himself. For whatever reason, he saw his family as the weakest in the region. I don't know if it's because they had made more mistakes than other people. I don't know if they had less education than other people. I don't know what it was about his family, but he thought his family was the weakest in the region. And then he goes on to say, I'm the weakest in my family. I don't know if he got picked on at recess. I don't know if uh, uh, his, uh, had a teacher along the way spoke a negative word over him. I don't know if he had made some mistakes in the past and he had this negative perception of himself. But for whatever reason, Gideon saw his family as the weakest and he saw himself as the weakest in his family. We know it's not the case. Because two chapters later, this young man leads a band of 300 soldiers and they kill... 135,000 Midianites. 300 versus 135,000. That doesn't sound like the weakest dude from the weakest family to me. Amen? He had an incorrect perception of himself. And I think it's amazing that one word from God set him free. One word from God set this young man free to be all he was called to be. God showed up and he said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He said, oh, haven't you seen what's going on around us? Everything's all messed up. There's darkness everywhere. And then he says, then the Lord turned to Gideon and he said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? You know, when the Lord speaks, it's settled. That is the truth. Amen. That is the only thing we need to be concerned about is God's perception of us, what he thinks of us. Amen? For whatever reason, Gideon saw himself in the wrong light. He had the wrong perception of himself. Was it negative words from others? Was it mistakes that he actually made that he had hitched himself to and just couldn't seem to break free of? For whatever reason, he had the wrong perception. We need to be encouraged today. First key to allowing God to do uh, uh, break through impossible situations in our life. And to do the impossible is to see ourselves as God sees us. We need to know we have great favor with the Lord. We need to be secure in his love. Amen. We need to know he's got a great plan for our life, a great purpose for our life. Amen. Amen. And be secure in that. That will give us the confidence to be able to stand on his word, to stand on his truth. And then when that next situation comes, we'll know, man, this is just another situation to see God come through. Amen. We throw out the rod and we just thank God and we begin reeling it in and we begin to see the hand of God move. Amen. 
God is on our side. He, he's the God of, that does impossible. He turns around impossibilities and makes them possible. Amen? Hey, the word impossible is just somebody's always doing what somebody else said couldn't be done. Amen? The second key, second key for you and I to, uh, to see God do the impossible in our life is what does the word of God say? I think it's amazing that, that God just said those very direct things to Gideon. I have found myself doing like this same thing in my journal, you know, of, of describing the situation, right? And, and I can tell it's my words because they're not like his words. They should be. But, oh God, this is happening and this is due and that's going on and this situation, what do we do about this? And then I just pause and hear God's voice, that his voice is always the same. So calm, so reassuring, so strong. One word from God changed Gideon's life. He said, you are a mighty man of valor. And that one powerful, truthful word from God changed his self-perception, allowed him to become a commander of 300 men that whipped 135,000. It's amazing. God has big things. Amen. So the second thing is to know the truth of God's word about you, about me, about our situation so we can stand on his word, speak his word like Pastor Kelly said earlier, speak his word and see uh, his will come to pass in our life. The third thing is, uh, is what is the Holy Spirit telling us to do? Amen. And, and then just to obey his voice, just to do the thing that he would have us to do. I don't know if God would have sent somebody else across my brother's path. But I'm just so thankful that for whatever reason, reason that day I had the courage to, uh, to share that with my older brother. Amen? Had the courage to, like, crack it open. And, you know, even though there was probably some fear there in me, right, that wasn't of God. But there was some fear that was like, man, is he going to, like, accept this word? Is this going to go okay? Right? It was a real deal. Just so thankful that, uh, that it happened like it did. Amen? Book of Matthew 8.13, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. Mark 9.23, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Matthew 19.26, Jesus looked up at them and he said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And, and then in Mark 9.23, all things are possible to him who believes. Amen. Let's all stand up this morning. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.
If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.